This is Steve Goodrich, known on the trail as Bird Shooter, and this is N2 Backpacking, a podcast for both hikers and backpackers. Hey hikers, Bird Shooter here. And tonight on the show we record at a historic time. We are in the middle of a worldwide pandemic with COVID-19. And just yesterday the governor ordered everyone in Georgia to shelter in place. So we're going to skip the studio interview tonight and sacrifice our sound quality to record with a combo of Skype, Join Me, and Zoom. And discuss our time on the trail this month how hiking access has changed over the last two weeks, and uh, what city, state, national forest, and national parks are doing in our area. We also talked briefly with Cardiac and Drone Boy about the impact on the Appalachian Trail community, on through hiking in general, and on the challenges for all of us as we make adjustments in our daily lives. It's not all doom and gloom, though. There's some comedy in the podcast discuss our favorite Netflix shows, uh, some worthy hiking and backpacking movies, and our emergency preparedness pre-pandemic. Uh, we also talk through our hiking plans when this is over. So that said, here's episode 74. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's Bird Shooter here, and tonight on the show we have the Pandemic Podcast. It took us Skype, Zoom, and join me to make it happen, but I have uh, with me tonight Cardiac, who you know. Cardiac, welcome back. Hey, glad to be here, Steve. Thank uh, you very much. You sound very, very enthusiastic. And also, uh, Drone Boy, once again with us. Blah, blah. Yeah, that's his uh, uh, Himalayan growl. But uh, he's back, and tonight we're going to talk through um, these crazy times that we have right now and what it means to hiking. So um, anyway, let's start off with uh, – well, first let me say it's a shame that you guys aren't in the studio because I would have loved to have had you over. But my, my wife probably would not let allow. me ask. Yes. Have you – has anyone – like I have hiked three times um, since March 12th, I think, when the real stuff started. Um, I, I saw a lot of people at the beginning. The last hike I did, which was Preacher's Rock, was pretty much empty. Hey, did, before you jump the gun on me, can we talk a little bit about what your day-to-day life has been before we get into the hiking? Because that's going to be the bulk of the discussion. Um, and for those people at home, you're not able to see Gary's hair, but he's obviously worked on it and done some crazy <laughs> stuff during his off-season hair. It's unbelievable. I, I, I I'm, I've never seen a nest like that, but that's cool. Just, I mean, it looks cool. I can't believe you guys talked me into a video version of this podcast. Um, hey, for, so first of all, the, the question I have for both of you guys, um, you know, um, which cardiac, kid is saying that, Steve? Well, cardiac's got kids running around because I see him in the back of his video. And, and Gary, you're you're no. uh, in, in a more unique situation where you don't have uh, a bunch of people in the house. I mean, how has the transition been for you guys um, during the um, the basic shutdown that we have right now. Well, I got to tell you, my life hasn't changed all that much just because I pretty much hang out on my own, stay at home, don't do a lot. So the only thing that has changed my life is I have to be more careful about where I go, how I go, and what I'm kind of looking out for, like grocery shopping and stuff like that. So, um, Anybody who's complaining about being locked inside, watching Netflix and stuff, yeah. wow! Come on, yeah, yeah. You're not on yeah. the front lines of a yeah, war. I mean, and... think. Well, think about this. Twenty years ago, it would have been way tougher. Twenty years ago, to do this, but today you can call somebody on video. You can talk to them on the phone freely without paying per minute, which is you know like unheard of in the history of this country. Um, so you can completely stay in contact with the people that you need to. You just can't be there in person. So 
I mean, it's not that difficult to do 30 to 60 days where, you know, you go outside, you run, you do whatever you can. The people who are, you know, crowding the beaches, like, you know, um, someone in Orlando that we know. <laughs> oh, interesting. Cardiac, I saw you had the kids running around in the house. That's been an adjustment for you, for me, during the day anyway. How's that, how's that working out for you? Well, you know, unfortunately, due to my situation, I only, I only have the kids every other week. So it's, uh, it's, it's, per, it's really perfect because I, I, I can stand it for one week and then I get a week vacation from it. <laughs> but, um, I, you know, going back to the hiking thing, I, I've had the ability to hike probably, I was just counting 15 times. Um, I think I told you, uh, Bird Shooter, that I was up at, was it, I can't pronounce the gap that I did up at AT this week or last Thursday. So a week ago, yet tomorrow, I did, uh, what's it, Sinop- Sinopa Gap or Sequoia <laughs> Gap? Was it a national forest or where was it exactly? In Georgia, obviously. No, it was the, no, it was in North Carolina, in Robinsonville, North Carolina. It's part of the AT. Oh, you were in Sequoia Gap. I, I got you. You shot me a note. That's right. Okay. Yeah. That's just south of the Smokies. Yeah. I'm with yeah. you. I got you. So, I know. And, and a little service message. For those people out there, Alzheimer's is a serious disease, and, and <laughs> please pray for virtue. <laughs> well, I believe you were the one that couldn't remember the name of it, not me. Um, yeah, but dude, I, I, I sent it to you. I said, you know, it was there. Uh, yeah, well, you didn't even come anywhere close to naming the correct I gap. Can, um, I could remember it. I just couldn't pronounce it. Hey, so let me ask this question to both of you guys. Um, you know, obviously being cooped up like this all the time, I mean, we all like to get outside. We all do get outside frequently. Uh, my wife thinks I get out too frequently, but that's another story. Um, I mean, what, what other means of exercise have you guys gotten in other than hiking? Because we're going to spend about the next 40 minutes talking about hiking in a second. But what, what else have you been doing just for just sheer exercise? I've got an elliptical, so I, I try to do about 30 minutes elliptical every day. I've got some weights, and um, I've been throwing a football with a kid. No, oh, that's good. Best best thing that, that this thing has brought about is um, Instagram and Facebook Live. Most of the people from gyms who have been teaching yoga or, um, you know, some other form, Pilates, I've done just basic aerobic classes. It's awesome. Um, they're giving free uh, there's this one guy on Instagram live who goes fr- live at nine o'clock every day. Um, he's got somewhere near about 400 people that follow him every day now doing an aerobics class and it's a killer aerobics class. It's, it blow away that elliptical that you do, uh, Scott. So I I've been doing, that. Yeah, I didn't know we were in a competition. I'm just trying to exercise. <laughs> Unbelievable. No, that's brilliant. I mean, it's good marketing for them too. So uh, let, let's, let's go to the hiking. You guys were, ready to roll on that one right away let's talk first about hiking in cities right now i mean you guys watched the news tonight i guess you saw the uh, governor of georgia shut down the schools um all, all the way I finally mean, f- yeah for the whole school year right and um and, and there's been well a he didn't have a, a stay-at-home order i mean he, you know there, there if you lived in a blue state now and we'll bring politics into it if you lived into a blue state your, your state was shut down if you lived in a red state your state was not shut down it is now. So the the blue states, yeah, it, we're behind the curve though. We're we're actually growing cases and growing deaths faster at a per capita than all of the blue states who have shut down. And New York City, who's in the worst of it right now, um, you know, they're talking 200 and today. What was it? 10,000 people have died, or 3,000 people have died. I forget which. But that's just the beginning. They're, they're talking projections of 200, 300,000 people are going to die from this. Well, so, hey, let's, so that's how long we're going to be at home. Let, let's state the date just in case. I mean, most listeners are going to hear this after this was recorded. So today is April 1st, April Fool's Day, right? And my son played some very good, very good pranks on us today, actually. Um, <laughs> but, um, I mean, to, to get to, you know, just the fact that things are probably going to you know, not get better over the course of the next two weeks. Um, a lot of what we're going to talk to talk about today is based on what's happened up to this point. So I think that's important to call out, but you guys said that you'd both been on trails, um, in the last week or so. Let's talk about city trails first. Have you guys been on anything in the, in your local communities in the last couple weeks? Cause that's all changing now, right? I I was on Kennesaw Mountain. Kennesaw Mountain. Okay. Yeah. And today, you say today. They close. Well, I think 
they've yeah, but they closed the parking lot on on most of well, these trails. Well, they've closed they've closed the trails too, but they don't really enforce it, and nobody's on it. So it's it's a right. it's a very peaceful walk. So so you're able to actually you don't have to drive there; you can walk there. Yeah, I can walk from my house, so I just walk right up. Okay, and you're you're saying that the trails are pretty empty at this point, though. Yeah, nobody's out there. Oh, okay. I mean, I saw All two right. people. Yeah. Same thing on the Silver Comet. I can kind of walk out of my house and get to the Silver Comet, but there's a lot of people who just park on the street and then go to down the Silver Comet. But on the weekdays, I see nobody, um, very few, and and that's unusual, specifically on the Silver Comet. And on the weekends, when I go out there, it's far less than a typical weekend, but it's still you're not 100% able to keep six feet, but as long as you're running past or bicycling past people, the, the the chance of getting it is very small. So you're seeing a noticeable difference, though, you know, the last couple of days versus last week? Yeah. Are you completely shut in good, Rich? No, I mean, I'm just curious. Because have you I, not left your house? No, I went on to the uh, – I went to Gooch Gap Appalachian Trail uh, not this past weekend but the weekend before, and that was just when all this started really coming down hard in Georgia anyway. It, you know, it's been coming down harder in other areas quicker. But I haven't hiked a local trail. Uh, you know, we've gone up and down the road uh, just walking and stuff. But that's why I'm so curious to talk to you because I know you guys have, you know, kind of been pretty active. Um um, I mean, but in, yeah, in, I, I, again, I, I think it's any trail that you go on, whether it's state and, and what they were saying, a lot of Georgia trails, while we were still open, I saw on Reddit that there were some people who parked at Preacher's Gap on the road there. And because the parking lot was closed, they went hiking, then trails are supposed to be closed. And the police started um, towing their cars while they're hiking. Yeah, wait, no, this and is, what they uh, found were a Appalachian Trail, right? Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. And so um, what was real interesting about it is the cars that they were towing were out of state. And you look at, like, Tennessee and, uh, and other um, states that, are, that were shut down, and all of their trails were shut down. People were crossing the straight line to come here to go hiking. Yeah, that was actually – While our trails were shut down, we weren't on a stay-at-home order. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, that was on my list. Let's stay with the city, though, for a second, because I'm going to go city, then we'll talk about state parks, and we'll talk about the national forest and the national parks, and then the Appalachian Trail itself and through hiking. That's sort of the, the plan. So, um, and then I wanted to talk a little bit about, uh, you know, just prepping and when all this is over. But, um, so that's sort of a, a sense of what's coming. But um, to get back to the city for a second, um, you guys are noticing a, a big difference this week than last week is what I'm hearing. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's definitely. People are finally waking up and taking this seriously and staying in. I, I mean, even Publix, when I walk up to Publix because I can walk, it's it's not crowded at all. And I would have thought, you know, mostly that was my big fear is grocery stores, but it's pretty empty. And, and when you guys were out on the trails, when you did see people, everybody was definitely uh, staying pretty far apart, huh? Yeah, yeah, it's definitely the six feet away. Look, I, I was out at Sweetwater Creek, not this weekend, but last weekend, and that was packed. And um, I, But I knew some of the trails I could go on remote-wise um, that were a little farther out to try to avoid the people. Hey, so let me ask this question. I mean, obviously, we live in a major metropolitan city in Atlanta, which has been called out on um, you know, national news as potentially being a, a, a major epicenter in the future you know, maybe not as much as New York, but, you know, certainly to be cautious. I mean, what, what if you're in an area like in the middle of nowhere, Montana, do you think that these city parks should be um, shutting down there? I mean, I mean, I, I guess my point is that every area is different, right? Well, what was it? It was Albany, Georgia, which is just south of us. Yeah. Um, two weeks ago, they were having family picnics. And so the per capita, they've already, they're in a pandemic right now similar to New York City, where they just don't have enough beds and, and ventilators and stuff. And that's because they were having family picnics and stuff. All right. So, so the governor or the, um, the mayor and stuff down there had to basically tell, give them an order, do not have family picnics, do not have family gatherings, do not have anything, because you're screwed. And again, they, they did, I read a report today that if you're in a rural area like Montana, and some of your listeners might be um, – 
take it seriously. I mean, they're doing the best job of social distancing, but even going into a town, if you're going into town for groceries or something and you do live in a rural area, you can catch it. So, well, I mean, I think your point is they don't have the resources to deal with it if it hits them hard. Right. So that, and that's a good point. I mean, I notice a lot of the, a lot of the North Georgia um, counties have only a handful of cases right now. So they're in a very different situation than we are here in the, in the Metro Atlanta area. Um, hey man, did so, you see Helen? Helen two weeks ago? No, huh? Helen, Georgia. So what happened? Yeah. So what happened was Atlanta and all of us were in a, a you know stay-at-home order, right? But the North Georgia mountains weren't, so everybody went up there. Helen, Georgia. <laughs> restaurants were right wide open. The streets were wide open. People were just packed in there, and so they had to make. I think it was the Blue Ridge community. Yeah, I heard about said, that. Don't come. Yeah. I heard the sheriff was basically like, if you've got a Atlanta license plate, you are yeah. not welcome here. So, uh, <laughs> no, I, yeah. I mean, I understand why it's come to that. Let, let me shift gears on you for a second and talk about the state parks, because, and again, this is a very uh, Georgia-centric conversation. But um, one thing that's amazing to me is that the state parks in Georgia have stayed open. And actually shocking to me because a lot of those campsites are right on top of each other. Um, I don't, I don't know what they're doing with the restrooms. They may be closing them down. They may be closing the trash sites down so i don't know what, what's going on there but it's shocking to me that as of just i think it was this last weekend they were still open does that surprise you good, yeah good or bad uh, well idea. i think that goes with kemp's well it's kemp's order kemp um oh that just you came know, down. didn't want to shut everything down i got but that came down yeah, today, so today right? again it's april 1st it came down so they'll okay. be shut down going forward yeah um for 30 days i think is what he said well, my initial thought was it was kind of unfair to the, the, the park rangers, right? Because they're put in a position, first of all, where they could, you know, come into contact with uh, something. But also, they, they also are in a policing role where they've got to somehow come up with a way to keep massive groups from congregating in certain areas, which I think would be insanely challenging. Um, and then also, I think, Gary, you were the one that pointed it out there, uh, Jerome Boy, um, that we were getting a lot of out-of-staters into uh, Georgia, right? Yeah. 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 They, and, and that was part of the reason is because other states like Tennessee have shut their, they have a shutdown, a total shutdown in Tennessee. So, um, people were crossing the border and coming over here. Hey, so let, let's move on to the national forests and the national parks. Cause what surprised me uh, is it mainly in the Southeast and mainly in the area that we live in was that the national forests and the national parks are the ones that cracked down the quickest. Um, before the city parks, before the state parks, and um, uh, specifically the Great Smoky Mountain National Park went down very quickly. They closed operations early on, and then the national forests were, as you said earlier, shutting off a lot of the trailheads. Um, I mean, did it surprise you that they went to this as quicker than the state parks? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I know why they did, because the state parks or the national parks are much greater visitation and if there were spring break going on so a lot of people were planning vacations um i think that's essentially why they closed that down and i don't know who gave that order but um it should come from the national government which was a good a good move yeah you guys are outdoor guys anyway but why do you seek outdoor time especially more in this day and age well i mean it, it's tough being cooped up in the house i mean i uh Drone Boy made the point earlier, we really are blessed um, in the time that we're, we're living right now with technology that this is not – for the majority of people in our lives, I mean, there are people less fortunate that don't have internet access, that aren't able to stream. But for the majority of us, I mean, sitting in a house and streaming things and learning about Tiger King and all this stuff, the reality <laughs> is it's, um, it's, uh, it really isn't that tough. But – the, the biggest thing is trying to say, let's stay in shape. And for some of us, I think we believe that if we stay more active, we can beat it or minimize our chances of getting coronavirus by getting exercise, by getting out there. And there's just something about vitamin D, the sunlight, the hiking trails that I think makes it, um, you know, kind of helps us relax or lowers your anxiety over what's going on in today's society. Well, and let's be honest, this, this couldn't have happened at a worse time to try and keep people inside because the weather has been so nice. Yeah, true. Um, at least true. down here in the south. 
you know, we, we've, and I know my parents even have had gorgeous weather in New Jersey. So it, it's tough. You know, when that sun comes out, it's tough to stay inside. So, yeah, um, agreed. You know, and, and Carol, def, Carol, yeah, Carol definitely killed her husband. <laughs> we going back to Tiger King. Do you guys want to take a quick uh, break from all this uh, coronavirus discussion to talk about um, some of the uh, shows that you've enjoyed while you've been cooped up in the house? Obviously, Tiger King is one of them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Come Tiger on. King is is a train wreck that you just can't take your eyes off. <laughs> but if you're not watching Tiger King, you're not in, like enjoying half of the discussion of what everybody else is discussing. I, I mean, you know, try and turn on a popular show today and not hear about, you know, Joe Exotic and, and you know, and, and how Carol killed her husband because she definitely did. <laughs> they definitely uh, kind of point you that direction. I'm going to say allegedly, so I'm not part of the lawsuit that Gary's probably going to get sued for that comment. Allegedly, she killed <laughs> yeah, you're probably her right. husband. That's hilarious. Hey, what what else have you guys been watching? Uh, first of all, we'll talk about just regular shows because we got to get off this virus thing for a second. Um, and then uh, just hiking and backpacking in general. You got to get off the news. The news to me is just yeah. one giant toilet. It is. There's nothing positive. So I what I've got is I've, I've watched Cheers on Amazon Prime. I've watched. I'm watching NYPD Blue. I'm in season ten right now. I'm trying to go back to the '80s, '90s, and early 2000s. Um, you know, pre-tragedies that have struck this century. Um, it's been uh, it's been a lot more relaxing watching those shows and kind of just enjoying uh, a better time than what we're going through right now. But we'll, I mean, we're going to survive this and we're going to be out hiking and and um, I just think it will change exactly the way we look at things. You you could watch Ozark and and be a lot happier with your lifestyle right now. So that that's one comment. <laughs> Back to you there, uh, Drumboy. Um, I watched Narcos Mexico. Oh, yep. You uh, and it annoys me that I don't speak Spanish. Um, but I, I honestly, I, I, you know, I, I have, I know I watch, I do watch a lot of financial news just because I, I try and be an investor and, and know exactly what's going on. So while I love to turn off the news, I do watch the investment stuff just because. <laughs> If the Dow's going to seven thousand, I got to sell everything. Well, I, I bet um, you're—I bet you've been scooping up some stocks. If I know you well, there. Uh, no, he's not. He's sitting on the sidelines. Really. I am. I—I wow. si I cashed out a large, very large position, um, a couple, about three, four weeks ago. Ooh. And I am sitting on the sideline. And I got to tell you, what allows me to be hiking is that those investments. So, uh, kind of important. But other than that, other than some Netflix stuff, um, I've watched a couple of movies. Oh, I did see, by the way, and this is a big one, Amazon and other platforms now allow you to buy movies that would be currently in the theater, like the movie The Invisible Man, um, which I think you can um, rent. Yeah, hey, so to, to, to transition the discussion over to, like, hiking and backpacking movies, and I'll suggest a few, but are there any that are – on your wish list that uh, you can recommend for those that are, um, you know, looking for something to watch in this time and era. The El Camino one with Mar uh, Martin oh, yeah. Sheen. The Way. That's called The Way. The Way. Yeah, it's very good. Awesome movie. Yeah, in fact, agreed. In fact, I was getting ready to try and do the El Camino before this thing hit, and uh, then it hit, and that's been put on hold. So The Way is awesome. Um great outdoors you know that's actually that's not bad for if you want to get if you want to get in the woods and have a good laugh i like that i mean obviously you got the classics and that's free that's free on the streaming yeah oh is great it free? outdoors is free on awesome. the streaming hey, yeah and if i could give a nod to a couple um that are really good uh and and you can go back to some of the earlier episodes of the n2 backpacking podcast and listen to interviews with these folks but uh the hey duke trail you can go to amazon prime it's called Figure It Out on the Hay Duke. Uh, great show. Um, highly recommend that one. Uh, it, the Hay Duke is a trail in Arizona, which I think you'd find fascinating. Another series of uh, outdoor long-distance hiking shows that are really entertaining is uh, Squatch. has a, a bunch of different um, videos on the Pacific Crest Trail, the Appalachian Trail. He went over and did some hiking in Iceland. He did the Bigfoot Trail in California. Highly recommend those, too. And then... 
a non-hiking but outdoorsy show that I watched recently on Amazon was uh, Expedition Happiness. Have you guys seen that one? No. Is it, uh, yeah. Um, it, it's about this couple that they, they're in North Carolina at the time, and uh, they take an old school bus, and they basically turn it into a mobile camper, and they go all the way up to Alaska, all the way down as far as they can go through Central and South America. It's, it's really good. It's, it's, it's entertaining. Highly recommend that as well. So, few, okay, few ideas for you. By the way, uh, we may run out on the Zoom meeting, so if we get, we'll have money I to call back in. I just got an alert that the host was given unlimited minutes. I'm dead serious. I just okay. popped up. I know we're something good. popped up, and I couldn't really see it. But you okay, must you must good. be very right, special, drone boy. Let me translate Goodrich's look to us, Gary. He's like, fuck, I got to edit all this shit now because we're talking Zoom, and I wouldn't have to do that That's hilarious. if we didn't have Zoom. So thank you for more work. Hey, so back to just the home environment. Uh, any other uh, uh, tips or uh, suggestions you might have for the listeners in this uh, current uh, stay-at-home environment? I mean, I guess we're all looking to be heroes, and I think if we could come up with a cure for the coronavirus, whether that's crushing Ambien, putting it in whiskey <laughs> – and, and drinking it. I mean, there's a lot of different ways. That's so, funny. you know, I think that's the thing is mixing certain things. I've become a chef. I've, I've learned to cook, which it took a global pandemic. Thank you. My ex-wife even wow. said that. It took a global pandemic before I started cooking. <laughs> I make mac and cheese and awesome. now for the kids. Well, and, and, so. and to that point, I got to tell you, uh, I'm, I'm mainly plant-based. Um, you know, every now and then I'll have some fish. But I'm mainly plant-based. Are they and legal what, vegetables being, that you're talking about? Yeah. <laughs> the brownies are fun. But I think they should listen to Gary. Gary, for the alternative audience, what do you eat? I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but I, I have made – I should bring them out and show them on the, the Zoom media, these chocolate balls out of dates and walnuts and stuff. They're really good. But it's allowed me to kind of added out. go Chocolate into. Balls, I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> hey, uh, cardiac, you got to get closer yeah. to the mic, dude, or do something there. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. That's Chocolate significantly balls. better. Whatever. Dry heat. What did you just do? I, I was dry heating at what Gary said, so I apologize. <laughs> okay. Whatever you just yeah. did there and was by a the major way, difference. To go, to go back to Joe Exotic, um, he, he had the golden balls that he talked about at the funeral. <laughs> Oh my God! When the kid's mother was there, but I have chocolate balls that are here um, oh. that are delicious. <laughs> wow, I, I'm not sure how to respond to that actually. <laughs> wow. But no, but but back to my thing about plant-based. It's allowed me to start, like Scott said, started start cooking, become more healthy, um, and just all around try some different recipes and stuff. Now you can't always find stuff at the store. But once you do, you definitely have the time to start cooking. Yeah. Oh, those look good, Gary. Um, hey, man. So we're gonna shift gears a little bit. We're gonna talk. What? We're gonna. Oh, that looks that looks tasty. Our our listeners can't see that, obviously. Um, let, let's talk about how prepared you were going into this thing. I'm just kind of curious. Like, how do you rate your preparedness going into a uh, a pandemic, if you want to call this? Like, no one saw a common. I'm just curious if you guys feel that you are uh, adequately prepared. Uh, I don't think anybody can be adequately prepared. I mean, other than the politicians that sold their stock ahead of time and were able to save things. <laughs> yeah, out. that's a good Rest point. That we're not uh, prepared. Yeah. I mean, uh, what do you think there, Drone Boy? How prepared were you going into this whole thing? Mm -hmm. I Listen. I don't find it tough. If you find it tough to be in your house, you got to upgrade your house or do something different. Home is where you should feel the most comfortable. And, you know, I, I, like I, I see some people who are going live on Facebook at parties and stuff like that. It's crazy. But my lifestyle, I was okay with this. I don't think it, it – I, I don't – think I was 100% prepared, but I also haven't run out of toilet paper, paper towels. Um, I haven't had a problem getting food. Um, so, I mean, Scott, you know, ate out seven days a week. 
And so that was a major change for you. But <laughs> yeah, but the positive is, Gary, my, my diet. It took down the pizza joint in his neighborhood. To, yeah, I know. Well, that's true. But my diet allows me to use very minimal toilet paper. So that, that helps me well in today's, you know, so I haven't had the issues with running out of toilet paper. Hey, what, what were you my guys? chocolate balls are filled with fiber. Oh, that's really good to know. What, uh, what, what supplies were you guys uh, lacking that you wish you had going into this thing? Other than TP, we don't need to talk about that. I don't think I was. Oh, hand sanitizer. Um, I didn't have a lot of that. But, you know, bar of soap will. And for anybody that, that, you know, is listening, you don't need hand sanitizer. If you carry a, bo- a bar of soap with you and maybe a bottle of water, that kills, you know, that kills the virus too. So just wash your hands with a bar of soap. Um, you could probably you know, get it's, it's kind of like when you go camping. You could probably get some diluted uh, chlorinated water too. It would work, right? Like if you had a higher dose. Right. Um, what what is it with bread and milk? Right. I've never understood bread and milk. Why why are people loading up on bread and milk when they could uh, get things that last for three months instead of like a week or two? Bread. I've been making my own bread, so um, and it's good. Uh, it's so easy. And if you want to Google it. It's the New York Times no need bread, um, and it's three ingredients. You let it, the dough rise overnight, and then you put it in the oven in the morning, and your house smells like bread for the entire day, and it's awesome. Um, milk, right, I don't mean, I, hey, Betty, I, Betty, Betty Crocker, I don't mean to interrupt you, but I think this goes back to what, one of the podcasts that we had planned to do that Goodrich or that Virtue had wanted us to do, which was food that we would take on a hike. And I, to his point, I think there's so many things – that people who are in the, in the hiking community are doing much better than a lot of us, especially me who, who only eats pizza, but are looking at things that <laughs> last long, right? Milk doesn't last long. I mean, bread is good, but baking your own bread. I mean, I, I just learned to microwave macaroni and cheese. I think I'm, a, a, I, I'm not at that point yet where I'm comfortable baking bread, but there's gotta be food, especially beef jerky and, and things out there that, that have long life, long um, shelf lives that we can live on. And, and this is a perfect example. I mean, you know, God forbid we bring up Eric Rudolph and what he did, but he lived for what years in the woods on stuff. So he, he, I mean, that's similar to what we're having to go through here possibly if we run for if there's shortage on food. <laughs> well, has, has, have you guys been to the grocery store and not been able to get stuff? I ha- I mean, everything that I've needed, I've gotten. I mean, it comes and goes. It depends yeah, when well, you show up. It I, just depends when you show I usually only get ice cream sandwiches, and they're always available. So that pay—I mean, I'm—I'm I'm able to survive on that. <laughs> That's awesome. That works. Um, hey, so just out of curiosity, you guys aren't like guns and ammo guys, right? I mean, you—are uh, you? No, not at all. Does this make you rethink that? I no. I mean, I, it'll be interesting if this ends up becoming a situation with all these these shutdowns and stuff. If we do see people with looting, I, I'm in a rental house and I, I'm going to move out in the next month or so. And the management company asked me to be very careful because they're worried about squatters. Really? And and it was interesting. I never even thought about that. And I'm I'm in a affluent suburb of Atlanta, so but but you know there's a lot of fear. I guess that if this thing continues to go south and as things get locked up and and we now are on citywide shutdowns, that people are going to feel either entitled, desperate. Or, or want to break into and, and take things that, you know, aren't theirs. Hmm. So, so, so you, you guys, make a good point. On, well, you guys, but you haven't really thought about going in that direction at all. You get, you know, it doesn't sound like you guys are weapons guys or ammo guys, and you're still not even thinking it, right? No, I've been watching Cobra Kai and uh, Karate Kid. <laughs> I'm thinking maybe that could be the way. I mean, let's go, let's go old school. You know what? Drop the weapons and let's just man it up. Uh, yeah. Wax on, man. You you look you look like I should be cautious if I approach you with the wrong, uh, you know, uh, karate moves. Maybe the wrong with with more toppings than pepperoni, possibly. But other than that, I think you're, I'm okay. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Um, what else do I want to ask you guys? Um, well, it, I really appreciate you putting this together, Steve. No, I thank mean you. I, I know that this is a different time and a different world, and and I think. Both myself and Joan Boy will be in studio as soon as we can because that, your studio is fantastic. But they we're able to use technology in today's world and do this and for people to see their families. I'm, I'm planning my daughter's birthday 
in, in her birthday is uh, April 14th, and I'm going to have a Zoom party. So we're going to Zoom it, and we're going to invite our friends, and, and you know, hopefully I'm going to ask them to, to mail gifts or, you know, possibly cash and, and, and just, you know, do her party that way. You know, that'll be fun, so especially talking, if, you, if you can record I'll, the video, man. That'd be awesome for her, you know? Yeah, I'm going to walk in public, get a cake, have a bunch of kids, and not have to clean up after them and, and really not have to deal with any of that stuff. Why don't you bake a true, cake? As long as, because I don't want my kids to sue me for food poisoning. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I don't need the liability right now. Yeah, how, how else are you entertaining the children right now there, uh, Cardiac, just out of curiosity? I mean, we, we, we have movie nights. Um, we were going to watch Dante's Peak last night. We tried to find movies that are fun that, that you know, I, I did watch She's Out of My League with my son, who's in his, his I love that a movie. teenager. Oh, my God. That movie and, was uh, terrible. I love that movie. Really? Very entertaining. Oh. Yeah, but by the way, can, I, can we just side swipe this for a second? Goodrich is married to a 10, and he's a 5. So you can tell why he doesn't like that movie, because you can't. A 5 should never marry a 10, all right? So that but he's a swinger, 7. Mm. Yeah, exactly, dude. I, I don't, there's no way he gets to a 7. Uh, but, I mean, I, I think a good six, I, a I'd solid be, six, I'd, be, I'd be concerned if you rated me higher, actually. So I'm, I'm very comfortable with that assessment. <laughs> no, I, I'm just saying that you should not be married to Ashley. I mean, based on... Her being a 10 and you a 6, typically you need to go find yourself maybe a 7, 7.5. Because I'm, I'm being generous giving you a 5. But I just think in general, it, it was an interesting movie. So keeping the kids entertained, we're doing movie nights. We're playing hide-and-seek. And, and uh, yeah, out of that, I mean, we're, we're making it – look, we are so blessed. All three of us are blessed on this as well as many of your listeners – that are able to access the internet and, and do this. I mean, this is not 1980. I think back to 1980 when people barely had computers at all, and we just have the ability to do everything from home. I think the one industry, as we kind of shift gears here a little bit and go back to the coronavirus impact, is office space will be impacted negatively. You're going to look at companies and who look at have commercial properties, and you're going to say, why do I need to pay for office space now that my, my employees have been remote for a month? and I've been as productive, do I want to pay real estate costs? So it'll be interesting to see what industries can rebound and what industries are impacted and how those big office buildings and big office spaces, what they're going to transform into. Are we going to see more indoor sports facilities, more CrossFits, more um, go-kart, indoor go-kart places? So it'll be interesting to see what happens to a lot of those office um, places. Yeah, well, we'll see how, productive, how productive employees have been over this period of time going forward. Although I'm sure they have been fairly what just out of curiosity. I mean, we've had some events in, in Metro Atlanta that have affected things. We had a pretty major snowstorm one year that shut down the city for a week. Uh, we had a gas crisis, which was ridiculous too. I mean, what uh, we had a, we had the 85 bridge burnt the 85 bridge that burned down oh yeah that's ago. true i mean i didn't affect a lot of people in the city as much as maybe the other two but i mean what well, go, shut go, down 85 north and south that was a major yeah major hub to, i'll give you that well i mean mr work from home I, I guess yeah that's true i guess where i'm going with this question is though the next major event like what do, what do you what do you guys think that you might do differently realize that we can't um, do anything i mean if we're, we're healthy i mean i think for, for, for all three of us, all three of us are blessed to have all of our parents still at this point in our lives. And for somebody your age, uh, bird shooter, <laughs> your parents around. But the reality oh, is hilarious. this is a very serious, this is a very serious thing. And, and you know, for us to, to just pray that our parents survive it, um, you know, and that, that being the big thing. Hey, can we pop back to the um, Appalachian Trail for a second and through hiking? Because I kind of skipped ahead. I kind of skipped ahead, but I'm just kind of curious. Did I, well, did I, did I hear that you actually were picking up hikers? No, I wasn't. Okay. Yeah, hold on, Goodrich. I told him that. Didn't you, in, weren't you in uh, Fuller? Didn't you guys go and, and I thought you guys transported hikers. We didn't. We did oh, not. Oh, but you told me you were doing that. Uh, so you were supposed to. Oh, well, I mean, people I knew. I mean, not just random hikers. I went and picked up two guys, oh, okay. two guys that I knew that were sexually. Oh, hiking. you transported two guys you knew, right? Well, yeah, I shuttled them. I mean, I, I camped with them too. I mean, I mean, the whole thing was they needed, oh, okay. they needed somebody to come and find and meet them. The conservancy said the trail was shut down. Uh, no, I mean, not at it this was, time. Keep in mind, this was two weeks ago, right? So, um, I well, mean, a lot's it was happening. open last Thursday. Nope. 
Yeah. Nobody was on it, but I did five miles on it. A lot has changed in a week or two, and I'm sure will continue to change. And that's where I was going with this whole comment was, uh, so when I was out there two weeks ago, I had a couple buddies, they were section hiking, they needed a ride. And, um, you know, there were still people, there was a big church group, they were doing trail magic, they had a massive tent with a ton of food. Um, you know, the, the lots changed since then. Now they're blocking trailheads and, uh, you know, as you said, they're towing cars. Um, you know, I mean, it's, it's just, it's different. I was in virtue. Let me ask you a question. Sure. Do you think that what we're going through, the, this pandemic that we're going through right now, does it change the future of hiking or the way we, we communicate or that, you know, it's, somebody said to me the other day, do you think people are going to shake hands now when they go to meetings? Or will it take time? Do, you know, do we kind of slowly get back to being an affectionate society where we greet people by shaking hands? And then when you look at hiking and you look at the way people are close together in some of these um, shelters and different things, do you think that this pandemic will change the way it impacts hiking? I mean, in, in the, the short term, community? in the short term, let's talk about the Appalachian Trail specifically. I mean, I, I definitely think it's going to change life around the shelter short term. Um, you know, if this gets lifted and it may this summer, um, you know, the norovirus, which is an intestinal virus, has, has run up and down the Appalachian Trail for a number of years. Uh, it usually is the worst in the summer months, probably when it's hotter and the majority of hikers are concentrated in one area. But, um, I mean, I just don't see the AT shelters as being a good place um, and, until we're well past this, right? Um you know, if you're camping by yourself in the middle of a uh, the woods and a along the AT, that might be different. But you know, I think the other thing too is there's a lot of other long distance trails out there. There's the Pacific Crest Trail, which is pretty heavily traveled. Continental Divide is actually very popular too. But you know, what about these other trails that you don't hear about much, like the the Benton Mackay or the the Pacific Northwest, which is certainly coming more into the mainstream now. I mean. You know, are are we cracking down for some trails when we shouldn't be on others? I don't know. That's tough. But I mean, definitely the AT shelter scene right now. I, I don't. That's definitely not a area that's conducive to not coming down with something, right? To answer your question. But but here's the thing, Steve. It's the it's the same thing as shutting one state down versus shutting all the states down. If you shut just the big trails down, everybody's going to move to the little trails, which then override, you know, overcrowds them. Well, I agree. I don't disagree. So, with that. And, and, you know, here's the other statement, too, I would make. And again, this is AT centric. But um, you and I went to trail days last year, uh, Gary, and um, yeah. a great time. Right. And, and the Appalachian Trail Conference came out pretty early on, like a few weeks ago and canceled the, the event, which is mid-May, which is still pretty far out. And um, I think that wouldn't was, that have sucked if this was your if yeah, this was your twenty fifth? Yeah, it'd be a bummer, man. I'd be so bummed if I were. How gonna... bummed would you be? Yeah, if this uh, is the twenty fifth, then. But I mean, I think the reason they did it was because you know they're trying to crack down on through hiking and section hiking and day hiking on the AT. I mean, how can they do that if they're going to go forward, yeah. forward with the uh, festival? So it totally makes sense to me. But um, yeah, I mean, it, you know, I mean, let me throw this at you, right? So, well, what if you quit your job? You bought a plane ticket. You traveled all this way to Georgia from wherever. You start hiking. You're out there a week, four weeks, six weeks, whatever it is. And this is your one chance, you know. I mean, it's not really your one chance. The trail's always going to be there, let's be honest. But, you know, for some people, the hardest commodity to get is time. You know, you just don't get time easy. And, you know, there, there's a lot of back and forth with uh, people on the web right now about, you know, are, are hikers being selfish, um, uh, and the other side of it is I don't think it's hikers being selfish. I think if you're going to be out there, you're endangering other people, not just yourself. Yeah. You're endangering everybody that you come in contact with. And at some point you have to come off that trail. And so you're putting yourself either in a hotel um, or at a, at a hostel, which I think they've shut down most hostels now because you just can't have a community kind of, gathering um so i understand why people would be upset but you're playing life and death there well and i, I think mean, they're they're looking out for your better good let me let me just give you the counter argument real quick and i'm curious to get your opinion uh what, what about the argument i'm safer in the woods i'm not around as many people i don't stay at shelters 
You are at some point. Well, it's not unless you're not one person. Yeah, unless you're not restocking supplies in a town. I mean, I don't know anybody who's not getting restocked. Somebody's got to go into town sooner or later. Agreed. And somebody's going to stick their thumb out and hitchhike sooner or later. I I hear you. I mean, you know, let's be honest. It's a short period of time. You can come off the trail for a month. You can go back, which at this point looks like June. Things are expected to kind of, you know, track down. Um, You know, it's not like you you can't go back, right? So anyway. Yeah, but but to your point, Peter, I mean, there are people that plan ahead um, to do this, right? There's a time, there's, yeah. a, there's a health situation. Being, like, physically, there's people that have trained probably. Did you train, by the way, when you threw hikes? <laughs> you you want to take a guess at that one? Uh, I mean, I, I know you've let yourself go now, but, I mean, at some point you had to be in decent <laughs> shape to do the through hike. I didn't, I didn't train. No, I did not. But I was 26 at the time, so. But there are people like both Drone Boy and myself who say, you know what, this is a great time to go through hike. And this is the time to do it. And then uh, you have this come that, up. Man. And then life, there's a lot of things that happen in life. Hey, man. Um, Honestly, I, ha- I, have thought of, I, I have thought about that, too, is I could, you know, go and section hike and just hike, you yeah, know, man. if we did like a two-car thing. All right, guys. We, we all know that uh, this won't last forever. Um, you know, some of us have been impacted significantly, but, uh, with, with some blessings here, we're going to get through this, the, at least us. Um, let me ask you the, the question about, um, you know, what's the first thing you're going to do when we get back to normal life? I, I mean, I'm going to look for some unbelievable travel deals. Yeah. Where are we, where are you going to go? But, where are you going to go? By the way, I did get, I did get an email, Scott, today. Round trip to Iceland is, uh, 199, I think from Atlanta. Yeah, I, I'm I'm looking to hike somewhere. And by the way, Gary, uh, I talked to both of our Machu Picchu partners who did Machu Picchu with us, and they're ready to go. Um, so we just need to find a place. So I said 199 is good. I think there's some unbelievable deals on cruise ships. I don't think anybody in their right mind wants to go on a cruise ship right now. <laughs> I will never go on a cruise ship. So, what risk tolerance? Are, are you going to uh, jump on one? If you were to get on a cruise ship there, uh, Cardiac, did, where would you go and where would you hike? I mean, from a hiking standpoint, I, I, I I'd love to do Alaska. Um, in terms of the U.S., um, I'd love to do the hike from Into the Wild, where he ends up at the bus. Oh God, you and uh, you and uh, everyone on that planet, please, hike. please find something yeah. better. Uh, okay, that's interesting. What, well, what about mean, you, there, uh, Mister uh, Mister Drone Man? I was going to be judged. <laughs> well, I can tell you, if you're into cruises, I did see the other day um, a cruise in Southeast Asia which goes around, um, I think it's Taiwan, Malaysia, and in that area in Vietnam. Um, it's a 14-day cruise, uh, $249 based on double occupancy. <laughs> um, so that's unbelievable. Uh, I will not be doing that type of cruise. I do want to go hiking in Southeast Asia, in uh, specifically probably Thailand, um, All right. um, Wuhan, China, I heard, has unbelievable deals right now. <laughs> I know. And I got to tell you, I still want to do the, the hike to base camp, Everest base camp. And yeah, or Kilimanjaro, I do, either one. Yeah, that'd be right. cool. That'd and be cool. and they're, they're fairly cheap right now. You can get them for good prices. The problem is if you buy it now, they're, they're promising you that you can change it with no fees and stuff like that. But you're probably going to have to take travel from July to December, and who can know exactly what's going on in what you know, like Africa? If you go, are they going to have yeah. a coronavirus during that time, and and then you get screwed out of your Kilimanjaro hike? Um, but you know, you know, they they did shut down Everest um, for May, so I think it's March, April, or May. That's like the weather window, the 11-day the weather window, and they shut Everest down. My, my question to you guys is, when do you think normalcy returns? That's a great question. I mean, they're saying in <laughs> June it should start to return, right? I don't know if it's completely here. Yeah, they're well, saying by I, summer. I had, I had Memorial Day weekend as the time when some of the restrictions will be lifted, but I've heard as much as 18 months. I mean, you know, depending on how this, this goes for people. 
Yeah, my 18 months is probably just in my estimation. I'm not a scientist or anything. I think 18 months is probably a a general good rule. But I think what you're looking at is probably uh, the country getting rushed back in June because the summer it shouldn't spread in the summer, and and that's kind of what they're thinking. But then you have September where it comes back and it could mutate, meaning that people who got sick um, who should be immune to it might not be immune to the second mutation that comes in September and it could wipe out even more people. So that's the biggest issue that you're, you're going to see is if we get something in September that comes back, but I think your July, August time frame is probably safe if you want to do something. So you 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 think we're um, back? I think you're, you think we're back back in in the summer is what you're telling me right now. I think you, I think I think you are. Um, I think it's probably limited backpacking, meaning that I think people will still be scared and that probably not taking vacations, and it probably will be just the people who have either had it or the people who feel like they could you know have beaten it or something. Um, I mean, you can't keep the summertime. I don't see people going much past June without getting really pissed in this country that their liberties are getting um, trampled upon. Hey, so what? what yeah. let's, let's talk about the southeast. You know, we got listeners from all over the place. I'm just kind of curious, like, how soon can we really venture out like we're used to in the southeast? You think it's also going to be summer? Southeast. Yeah, yeah I don't think you're doing it before. Them. Not not before Memorial Day weekend. I, I think Memorial Day weekend is. I don't think you're doing a Memorial Day weekend barbecue like with hundreds of people. <laughs> no, I, I don't right. disagree with you, Gary. But I, to me, that's a target date that I think that you're going to see where they say, you know what, we're going to limit it, but we're going to open parks possibly or open some of the hiking trails. I, I could be wrong, and and again, I, you know, I I want it to be done right so that we don't go through this. Going back to hiking, though, as somebody who's been retired many years, bird shooter, is there a hike that you you know want to do, you know, as your as your as your last hurrah? What 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 would it take to get you out there to do more than a mile? And and is there a hike that you would want to do? You know, I've got so many things on my wish list. It's it's ridiculous. So we you've could so we could talk for states. hours. What's that? You've hiked all fifty states, but is there a, a hike that you would say either you'd want to do again, or you would say, look, I, I, I'd get together. What's it going to take to get you added to our trip here? Is there a place in the world that we could get Goodrich with, obviously, the permission of your, your cat and wife um, to to go on a hike? Yeah, that, that um, I do have to get it past her. Or take her, better yet. Um, wow. You know, I, John Muir has been high on my list for some time, but it's really hard to get permits there. Um I'd even go do that. If I had some time this summer, I'd even go hit the long the long trail in Vermont. So many options. So many choices, guys. I mean, I, I could we could talk for hours. We could talk for hours. All I'm telling well, that's you is that's what makes pick, the podcast yeah. exciting. True. Pick one. Pick one and go. John Muir. I'm up. In fact, in fact, I got to tell Sierra. you, I do have plans, and we did get permits to hike Mount St. Helens this summer. Oh, that sounds pretty cool. I like that. I like that. It's uh, like it's Scott taking pictures of our screen. That's actually a great idea. Let me do that for the podcast. That's gonna be the. Um, let me let let me do that because that's gonna be fun for the uh, for the what do you call it? The title picture. Hold on a second, man. Here we go. Yeah. Um. So hey guys, one final question. Any final thoughts for the listeners? Let's be upbeat here, man. Who's not tired of talking about this stupid virus? Yeah, no, absolutely. But isn't it the cool people who call it the Rona? The Rona? While they're drinking Corona? I think that's the cool. I think that's the, the, the way the cool people say it is, hey, it's the Rona. Let's end with a bang. Here. I, I mean, let's, listen, get, let's, get the, let's get the listeners excited about the future. So much doom and gloom. I'm a hike. I'm a hike. I'm hiking Mount St. Helens. I got a trip planned in August to Kiowa Island um, to play some golf. So I've got some summertime kind of stuff that's coming up. And I've got, you know, like I said, Scott, if we want to book this this Iceland thing, I think it's it's a go. Um, the problem is, again, you just don't know um, what's what going on in be. Iceland. Um, hey, we need we need a good we need some good final thoughts here for the closing of the podcast. 
Don't hey, don't pull me into that. Listen, Bird Shooter, don't pull me into that. Here's what I'll say at the end. I think at the end of the day, we got to keep the spirits up. I think your listeners got to keep listening to you. We got to keep broadcasting, doing podcasts, and talking about all the good stuff that could be coming in the future. All right. So we got to stay positive. Definitely, um, you know, get ready to go hiking. Hey, I got. I think that's the one thing we can do and keep separated. Do you guys know anybody who does have Rona? No. No. Other than these celebrities that keep popping up on, on you know, these alerts or whatever. I, um, I know two people who have, we think have had it, but they can't get tested. Yeah. So they, they essentially, here in Georgia and in Florida, uh, I know one person in uh, Georgia and, one, and two people in Florida. Um, what happens is they have this checklist because they don't want to test everybody. And that's that, or the tests are limited. I'm just not sure. And this is within the past couple of days. So again, it's April 1st. So we've been told that the tests are out there, but they they go to their doctors. They get um, tested for the flu. The flu is negative, and then they do an X-ray and find out. And this is the way it's gone for um, all these people. They do an X-ray, find out that they don't have pneumonia, and they say, well, if you don't have pneumonia then you probably don't have the coronavirus, so we're not going to test you because the treatment wouldn't be different. There's no treatment for corona, so it's, hey, go home, uh, get some Tylenol, and get some rest. Gary, give me the closing. Any final thoughts for the listeners? You were kind of working on it, and then you tangent. You went on a tangent. Tangent? Um, I'm, I'm hiking Mount St. Helens. Mm. <laughs> When it's over, I'm going about St. Helens and hiking. Nice, I like that. I'm on. Hike the, you know, they they did have a um, an earthquake in Yellowstone. I heard, so we could have a natural disaster on top of the pandemic. Dude, every six hundred forty thousand years, and you know what? We're right on that number. Wow, I'm not gonna put yep. it on the podcast, but just saying. I, you know, it's weird. I was at the dinner table, and he, my son tonight, was like. Dad, you totally called it. You said like last year that every hundred years is a pandemic, and here we are. And I'm like, yeah. And uh, I don't want to add insult to injury, but you know the super volcano is overdue. But it is. Yeah. So buy your guns and ammo, damn it. Do you have guns and ammo? Yes. <laughs> you and Lots. Shane. What are you? What are you? Gonna, you? I mean, I hope Kung Karate Kid over here in the orange is like ready. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Glasser, give me uh, no more Jimmy right. Give me your upbeat when it's over. Final thoughts on what's next for you, like uh, and excitement. I I, th- I think I'm going to do something. I, I definitely want to head out to Colorado. I'll probably be in Arizona. Um, as soon as it's over, I'm going to go out to Arizona probably for a week. So I'll do Camelback. I'll do a couple hikes out there. But then I'd love to go back to Colorado just in the short term, just to do a 14er and relax and relax being in Colorado. If you know what I mean. I just think that uh, overall. We'll get back to normal. The, the, one, the one community that's going to get back to normal the fastest will be the hiking community because the reality is we're going to be outdoors. We can keep our social distancing, and we can enjoy the outdoors and enjoy the hiking. So that's what I look forward to, um, and that's why I'm glad I'm a hiker because that's, that's one industry that we can jump right back into, hopefully, and we'll be the, one of the first that reopens. I'll be the first to join you, my man. Well, guys, hey, thank you for, uh, j- thank you for joining the show tonight. You know, this is – it's a first. It's a first. Like, we've never done video conferencing before. I've never had Skype, Zoom, and Join Me all working at the same time. So, um, thank you for making history tonight on the Into Backpacking podcast. Thanks for having us, uh, Bird Shooter, as always, man. It's a pleasure. Drone Boy, it's a pleasure. It's good to be on here. Good to see you guys. And I guess this is, I mean, to be honest, you guys, this is about as far as close as I want to get to you guys. So, I, I'm fine with the video stuff. <laughs> But the reality is um, I miss you guys, and I I hope we can get back to the studio soon. Yeah, sounds good. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to the Into Backpacking Podcast. This is your host, Bird Shooter, wishing you the best for your travels on the trail. To subscribe to this show, visit iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or your favorite podcast app, and give us a thumbs up or a positive comment while you're there. You can also download shows directly from intobackpacking.com. Just click the podcast tab on the main menu. 
Music for this show was provided by Jerris under a Creative Commons license and is titled Hillbilly Anarchy. This show is a production of N2 Backpacking and is copyrighted by N2 Ventures, Inc. For more information on this podcast or to provide feedback or comments on this or future shows, please visit us at n2backpacking.com. That's the letter N, the number two, backpacking.com.